Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Uh, busy, busy day here uh, uh, in the uh, in the crude, in the uh, corn, in the beans. Uh, basically, all the markets uh, seeing uh, a lot of excitement and volatility. Mike, uh, let's start with talking about the crude here because uh, there were some historicals uh, uh, that came into play on the uh, uh, on the crude uh, uh, specifically yesterday and today. So um, let's get filled in on that. Yeah, so we had history in the making yesterday. You had obviously crude going negative for the first time ever since the uh, conception of that contract. So you had it flush out. It broke its uh, 1986 lows of uh, 975, and it was basically just a free-for-all from there. You saw it go all the way down to a penny, work its way back higher, and then just go all the way to under 40 negative, which is impressive with the day move it had yesterday. You saw it move more yesterday than it does in some years. Now, it's, it's important to uh, to point out here, Mike, that uh, um, all of this is being done in the, the May contract yesterday, which uh, uh, had its last trade day uh, today on Tuesday. Um, and now what what's the reasoning behind letting this thing go negative? I mean, cause the CME group just put that, uh, uh, that guidance out there uh, a week or two ago saying that they could, uh, uh, that it could go negative. Mm-hmm. So what we had is you had the CME group say, Hey, it can go negative. And the, the problem you faced here uh, was that we just don't have any demand for it right now. You have everyone on lockdown and you're, falling into this conundrum about whether or not you should just hand this uh, crude away and open up more storage for yourself so you can keep the uh, production pumping so you're not worried about uh, your machinery breaking down and all of that. Or what's the long-term benefit? Is it more beneficial to just give it away and open up production or open up storage for more production at at a slower speed? or just shut down production and just hold what you currently have in storage. So that's what opened up yesterday is you had it negative because you they can basically give it away, continue to produce at a lower, uh, uh, lower production speed, but keep these machines going, make sure they're going operational. Uh, but the, the more, interesting thing you should be paying attention to is the fact that CME has now set that precedence that commodities can go negative. And now you're opening the door of, well, can corn go negative? Can beans go negative? Well, sure. If the, uh, if it makes more sense to just get rid of crop that's been sitting in the bin forever and bring in a new, newer crop with better quality, maybe we can get to that at some point, especially with the amount of bushels we have, produced year after year after year right now we haven't we haven't seen them make that uh, determination that uh, uh corn or soybeans or or even or any of these other commodities could go negative yet right we it's just on the crude oil or the energy products correct right that's that's all we've heard of at this point um but that can that can change say you get down to an area that's closer to zero like you saw in crude where they didn't really announce it till we were what sub 20 20 dollars 
Mm, yeah, we we had hit I think uh, eighteen or nineteen dollars uh, uh, when they made that announcement, and I think you know part of it also comes in with you know a lot of a lot of these people look at uh, the opportunity to uh, to buy crude down say at you know at at fifteen dollars or ten dollars and think to themselves well shoot I'll just take delivery on it and then I'll 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 sell it later on I'll sell it in two or three or four months when the prices come back around. And the problem with that is, like you mentioned, there's nowhere for this thing to go. There's no storage. So, you know, that's why you allow them to take the take the price negative, because what are you going to do? You're going to pay someone to take that crude that you just took delivery of uh, to, to take it away from you. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're losing money in, in both senses at that point. So um, it was a deterrent that they were they were also trying to make sure that they didn't uh, have to facilitate delivery because where's it going to go? There's nowhere for it to go. We're floating uh, 140 million barrels worth of of oil out on out on uh, tankers in the Gulf and the the ocean. We've got uh, all the storehouses uh, are full. The rail cars are probably full at this point. So there's not really a, a whole heck of a lot of uh, space to squeeze in an extra, you know, thousand or or ten thousand barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a great article by Bloomberg that they were telling the the amount of storage they have left up. I think it was in Wyoming, and you, you look around, and everyone is just so tight on storage. Regardless yeah. of at this point, you can even bring it across commodities. Everyone's just storing everything. Right. Yeah. Now, now, uh, what does today's action uh, tell you as far as uh, obviously the the May contract uh, finished trading today. Um, it's going to go off the board. I think maybe around ten dollars. Um, but the uh, the June contract, which is your front month contract, really got hammered today. Whereas mm-hmm. yesterday, when you know when we were down forty or fifty or whatever dollars in the uh, in the May contract, the 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 June contract was only down three, four, five dollars. What do, what does being down nine dollars or or even at the lows uh, being down about uh, uh, fourteen dollars uh, tell you at this point? Yeah, what it, what what you saw today was that May and June come up to to try and meet each other, and you had the June or the May settle at uh, ten dollars and a penny. Uh, you had the June settle at eleven fifty seven. So you saw them converge towards each other, and th- that's what most likely you saw that push earlier on the day was down to six dollars and fifty cents on that June contract. Is you had this May contract work its way up forty seven dollars and 64 cents throughout the day and you saw the the june drop down 14 cents or 14 dollars so it was probably just that convergence between the two contracts that really drove this back lower obviously you still have the whole storage issue so that's going to keep it up lower uh but that was probably the main driver here today was just the two contracts converging towards each other okay now now I I know you know in the past we've talked uh, we've talked technicals with you and and uh, you know I'm going to ask you to kind of look at the chart here. Is there anything that you can glean from what we what we what we've seen here in the crude oil besides saying well it looks negative? Is there any kind of a 
you know, a, a retracement uh, that we could be looking at just to, to see a little bit of maybe a, a correction back to a certain level of almost safety. Uh, not necessarily that we have to go back to that $22 that we were at this morning uh, or or in the overnight, but maybe just getting back, uh, you know, another three or $4 back. Is there something that we can, we can look at that uh, is a, is a good level to be, uh, to be looking at as, as a target here over the next, uh, the next day or two days or five days. Mm-hmm. So we obviously should be watching this low of uh, $6 and 50 cents. Uh, but the interesting thing you have to differentiate between is going to be the continuous versus most active contract. If you're looking at the most ac- active contract, it actually just broke the 1986 lows today. Whereas opposed to if you're looking at the continuous contract, obviously it broke it yesterday and did it in a large fashion. So if you're looking between the two, I'd probably stick with the most active contract because that's going to be where all your open interest is. That's where most of your volume activity is going to be. And looking at that, obviously, like I just said, you got 650. But then you have from that peak back in the beginning of this year, if you take it down and you give yourself a nice Elliott wave count with that third wave being the gap that you had there on the 6th to, to 9th of March, it could take you down to $1.04 for one of the projections. So you should be looking at potentially you get trade excited going to this month where we're not sure how much is going to reopen, how long this is all going to last. I mean, you have the wild projections coming out right now of – uh, I mean, I've even seen one study saying that we're going to have to be quarant- or social distanced until 2022. So you have all just the mass hysteria, the mass panic, which you obviously saw yesterday, just a mass panic. And potentially by the end of this month, you do get this down to $1.04. You think, oh, my gosh, this is going back down into negative territory, and it catches. Mm-hmm. So should be looking at just shy of getting back into negative territory on this front month contract as a good area to be looking at. Um, you had a decent size uh, shadow on the bottom of this candlestick here today, finishing uh, $5 off your lows, but at the same time, you're $11 off your highs. So you could easily see this continue to work its way back lower. But right wow. now, trend's obviously lower. Well, Stay let's let, let's shift gears a, a little bit here, and let's talk about the uh, the markets that uh, uh, most of our clients are 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 in, which are the the grains and, and the beans here. And and we saw something uh, very interesting uh, here, both in in corn and beans, uh, for that matter. Um, let's start with the corn, and uh, we hit a historical low here, uh, and really, I mean, to the tick. What uh, what's what's 301 or what's significant about that 301? So you got 301, which is your low from 2016 on the uh, continuous contract. So hitting that right on the nose and bouncing off pretty well at one point, recovering about 12 cents off of that low, it looks phenomenal. Uh, but the other thing you have to be looking at is not only do you have that 301 that would be a double bottom from 2016, but you also have three dollars and a half cent and then you also have three dollars or two dollars 98 cents and a half and what the three dollar and a half is will be the five wave projection from the peak to a potential fifth wave end from last year's june highs and to go along with that even more you could even have an ending diagonal 
at the end of this fifth wave impulse, which would be the end of the obviously entire movement lower, at least for now. Let's and, explain that uh, that diagonal that you're talking about. How does uh, what's what do you got there? So this ending diagonal, it's going to be a wedge shape uh, pointing lower. And something that could happen is you have either a throw under if it's at the low or throw over if it's at the high. And that's the throw under, throw over. Those are going to be your panic moves, your panic, your greed move. And today we could be looking at a throw under, looking at it, breaking the lower end of this channel, flushing lower, finding support back higher. And what we're going to need to see tomorrow is a close above uh, 311 and three quarters in order to really get a good look at that. And throw unders usually suggest of a sharp reversal move. So knowing that you have all these various forecasts converging at about the same price or yeah, about the same price with a very close margin of error, it looks very good for that projection to hold. Given, like I said, if it if it does break, it obviously doesn't look too great. You're gonna to want to see that close above three eleven three quarters, but that is a good look to potentially end this move that has just been a a, a slaughter for the for the egg industry. Mm -hmm. Now let's uh, let's look at these uh, these beans, which finished twenty two and a half cents off their off their lows of the day. It wasn't uh, wasn't a uh, key reversal by any means, but uh, it definitely. Uh, was a rejection of the lows here. What uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, you went down there. Uh, you obviously went down there and you rejected those lows very well. And something that is very interesting is if you look back on the on the uh, most active chart to uh, September 18th of 2018, you had a low come in here at 812 and a quarter, which was on the December. Con or the November contract at that time and between today's low, which came in at eight eighteen and a half, you had this, which on the most active contract, July is the front month. You had a July low back in 2019 of eight Oh five. So you have an interesting looking head and shoulders bottom formation that could potentially be formed right now. And the fact that you did reject today's lows so well, could be your right shoulder being formed and showing that you have pretty good support right here at this potential uh, shoulder forming area. Okay. Now, uh, here's just something that we we probably need to uh, to kind of tackle is is you know we we glossed over it a little bit earlier, but uh, uh, panic. You've got panic and volatility and and all this emotion built into these markets and, and you, know, you go to bed and corn is a couple of cents higher or a couple of ticks higher and beans are, you know, only down a couple of cents and, uh, and the energies are up. And then when you get up in the morning and we've completely fallen out of bed, everything is down. There's blood in this, in, in the streets everywhere. I mean, you had the the silver down a uh, dollar at one point. You had the the gold down uh, forty or fifty dollars at one point. The the Dow down over six hundred. Um, what what do you what do you talk to your customers about, or what do you tell your customers when you see this kind of uh, uh, kind of activity? Is there is there anything you can say, or is it uh, hey, good thing we ran stops, or maybe we need to be running stops, or is it just patience, just 
let's let's not just react. We need to see how this thing how this thing uh, goes throughout the day. What do you what are you telling your customers? Well, the best thing to do when you are looking for tops or bottoms of these markets is not to not to go into some position and have your risk completely open. Uh, you, you should be running stops if you're trying to go against the trend or using non-marginable positions. Use some options. Use something that gets you in the market, gives you some time frame to it, but you're not paying an arm and leg. You have your risk managed. Your risk is what you paid for those options. Or, like I said, if you're using futures, have your stops in place. Are you trying to pick this bottom here today? Okay, then buy it and risk a break to new lows. Use something mm -hmm. along those lines in order to make sure that you're looking at these formations, you're trying to take advantage of these formations, but at the same time, you're not getting married to a position while you're trying to pick a bottom to this market. Very good. All right. Well, for Allendale Market Talk uh, podcast, this is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. You can get a hold of me at 815-578-6165. Mike, what's your number? You guys can reach me at 815-578-6177. And today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.